Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allomoves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, welcome to Fat Mascara, everyone. I'm Jen Sullivan. I'm Jessica Matlin. What is up? Hi, friend. Happy sort of fashion week, I guess. Fashion. Oh, you have a good guest. This is like well-timed fashion. for fashion weeks. A very fashionable guest. She is very fashionable. Listen, we've got Katie Jane Hughes in the Fat Mascara Stewed. 
This was a great. Found me, by the way. Just the two of you. I know. Sorry, I I, I had to listen. I if Katie Jane Hughes can make it, like who be, cares about be, me? Be yes. there or be square. Okay, <laughs> it was great. Listen, we've tried to get Katie Jane on the on the pod for like years now, and it's just kind of the stars have never aligned with times and this and that. But finally, we got her. This was such a great conversation. The one thing I wish we could have done is I wish we could have done like a makeup together because I feel like that would have been the ultimate. That's Fat Mascara 2.0. Okay, that's Fat Mascara 2.0. But I find Katie Jane Hughes as an artist super inspiring because she really has fun with color. She really is. I hate the kind of like term like real girl, but she's kind of like a real girl (laughs) and like... I don't feel like she's trying to, like, she's just kind of like herself. You know what I mean? And she plays with, at least when she started, like, what she has. She uses everything. She's very, like, a relatable person, but she's also, like, you know, in the fashion world. She gave us, oh, P.S., she's coming out with, hello, just like she casually dropped, like, some intel on her new line or her new products that are coming out. I got as much as I could for you guys. I got as much as I could possibly squeeze out of her. And she's also just had an amazing journey from nail artist to, like, editorial slash, like, Instagram makeup artist, like, made good. So... Yeah. I shouldn't say Instagram makeup artist made good. It's more like Instagram makeup artist evolving, breaking the mold. So oh, there it was we an go. awesome chat. for the interview. Yeah. Yeah. She's just kind of making her own way. And I'm always inspired by people do think, who do things their way. So very cool chat. Jen, I'm sorry you couldn't be there. It's all right. Let's get into it. I'm listening now. Here it is. First of all, thank you so much for coming on Fat Mascara. I'm so happy Hi, to see Jess. you. I'm so happy to see you. It's, it's been m- like a it's been a minute. I don't remember the last time I saw you in person. It like, might have been a Shireen been years. No, I think it was at Shireen Idris's opening. Oh no, I no, yes. that wasn't you. No, you went. You were there. What do you mean it wasn't me? I was there. Oh yeah, you were. I there. was there. I remember. Yeah, you were. I remember being like absolutely like it was so hot. It was both, like cold both of out, you. But I was both hot. of you were there. I know both of you were there, and I got confused for a second. And there was this very tall man there, and then yeah, and we got to see Shireen's space. That was like just before Christmas or just after. Oh, it might have been March of this year or something like that. But it's like that. But that's been the first time in ages. It was a really long time that I'd seen you because like the pandemic happened, and I feel like it was one of the first times I'd been like reemerging. Like yeah. really like been going to like yeah. beauty events. Yeah, I know. But same. I want to go back. I want to go way back. Way, way back. Doing a little research. I understand that way before you got into beauty, you wanted to be a singer. I did. I wanted to like, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to like sing. I wanted to be a little mini mariah or a little you know something don't know what she what she what, what i don't know what the goal was but that was the, that was that was the that was the dream when i was a kid well i was gonna ask you like who like what was like what was the dream like what did you see yourself like i don't really know my mom what drew you to want to be a singer my mom so my mom was a singer my mom was a when she worked she was a singer she used to go to like 
the regionally in the northwest of England, she would sing in just different venues, different types of scenarios, different things, different events. And she was like a cabaret singer. She would sing cover songs and, you know, she was a bit of a comedian too. She would tell jokes that were like, you know, really funny and sort of playing on, you know, playing on different, different sort of things, different topics. But she, she, you know, I grew up in this household. My dad was a builder. My mom was a singer and watching, Mm -hmm my mom sort of just be this kind of stage presence for, at, you know, 7 p.m. on a Thursday, Friday and a Saturday kind of gave me confidence to be that way in myself too. And, it, you know, it was like my mom was kind of like, we call her a bit of a Southport celebrity because our hometown is Southport. She's a bit of a Southport celebrity. She'll go to the supermarket and she'll go shopping for some groceries and she'll get stopped by 30 people being like, hey, Jill, are you all right? Oh, how's... And chatting to her and they all know her because of her music and so because of her job. So... You know, I think from a young age, like music was, grew up in definitely a musical family, sort of, but more of a working class family, if you like, in the sense of like, we were all very much like, you know, grafters, get our foot in the door in a certain space and just work your way up in it and through it. Not so much college, you know, people, but like just, you know, life experience people. And so, you know, my mom was a singer and that was a job she fell into when she was 34 because she could sing and my dad was a builder. And for me, you know, when I was little, Obviously, like I was definitely influenced by, you know, the, the the sort of movie and music scene that I was like interested in and, and so on and so forth. But I think because, you know, I had this exposure to music through my mom being a singer, you know, I had access to this equipment and this like really beautiful microphone and like these, these speakers and this like PA system, a sound system. And it was, you know, I, so I started to sort of gig a little bit myself when I was, you know, a teenager. And then I moved to London and everything changed. <laughs> I like what you were saying before about like, you know, just kind of finding your, getting your foot in the door and figuring it out. Like that kind of what you're, what I'm picking up from you is this kind of resourcefulness when you don't have everything kind of handed to you. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we were lucky in the sense that we, you know, we grew up, we grew up working class and we grew up sort of with everything, all the basic needs met and stuff, but we didn't necessarily grow up wealthy or rich. And it was very much, you know, for me, I always had this drive to get out of this small town and kind of do something bigger and more sort of exciting that that was exciting for me. And now when I come home, it's exciting because all the like things that I used to take for granted are now exciting because I'm, you know, I live in the city that I now take for granted. I'm like, oh yeah, New York City, cool. All right. I love it. But yeah, okay. Going home and the little things that you didn't appreciate when you were little from here, all of a sudden now so cool. But yeah, I mean, definitely I'm raised in one of those, like my mom, I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but when I was like 16, when I was 17, I didn't really do well in school. School was not like a strong suit for me. I've never been an academic strong person, academically strong person, I'm a creative person. And so my mom was like, go get a job in a nail salon. You know, after I dropped out of colleges and schools and stuff, she was like, go get out of, go get a job in a nail salon and learn a trade, learn a trade, whatever it is, just go learn how to do something. So I learned how to do nails. And so, you know, my nail space, my nail career, I started in nail salons doing acrylic nails on the women locally in my hometown you know, that was my mom's way of like giving me an opportunity to to harness a craft that I could always fall back on. Like I could open a nail salon if I needed to somewhere. I could just do mm-hmm. be a mobile nail tech or whatever, which eventually became like such a huge stepping stone for my career today. So, okay. So you started, you graduated, you went to college, you started doing nails and that was in your hometown. But then yeah. when you went to London, what were you doing there? In London, I was sort of doing nails. Nails was, again, still my stepping stone in London a little bit. Like I kind of, you know, worked in the space of the nail salon space for a little while and then 
sort of segued into this makeup category because I just loved it. And I think it's another, again, I can like attribute that to my mom. Like my mom was a singer that would be at home wearing like a house coat, house dress night nightgown until three or four o'clock until she'd have to turn around and get ready to go to a gig. And she would literally transform from this, you know, woman with hair kind of not, you know, appropriate, not like, you know, beautifully sort of finished. And she would like literally turn it out in five minutes and she'd have the glamorous look, biggest, most huge cocktail earrings with a sequin, you know, gown with shoulder pads in it and bright red lip and big, thick black eyelashes and loads of bronzer. She's a bronzing, like, addict. And so, you know, watching that when I was a kid from this kind of, like, you know, flustered mom of four kids and running a household to then turning around to be this complete different person at nighttime, I think always sort of showed me the power of makeup and the power of of, of how of how much of a tool it is in in many many ways but specifically like just how you feel and how you can like turn up and be somebody new that day yeah did she know that you were like so dazzled by it or did you kind of keep that inside yeah I didn't I wasn't I was dazzled by it in a way that like it was cool to sort of be able to say like even now like if I meet somebody in our hometown and I, I don't know, if I meet somebody that I don't know knows my parents, I might, I, I, I can probably say my mom's name and they'd probably know who she is. Like, that's kind of a funny, you know, thing because wow. people, because she's yeah. been around for a while here and stuff. That kind of thing is something, I, I, when I was a kid, I totally didn't really care. I think I just used to be like, yeah, cool, my mom's that singer from over there or whatever. And so it's just something you don't really realize. But yeah, it was cool. And I think back to how sort of flexible of a career she had but also how volatile of a career it is because obviously it's not nothing's guaranteed when you work for yourself and the insecurities can come with that but um no it was pretty cool yeah so okay so you're in London you're doing nails and then I know you worked at Space and K I did. which I just love Space and K yeah. was like my school you know like I said before like school for me was never like I didn't I, I like didn't graduate from any of my schools I ended up leaving early from all of them I don't really know why I think I've I think I I I was definitely sort of given because my mom knew I I got bullied a little bit in schools and like every kid probably does but I definitely was a bit of a what's the word I just was like no I don't want to do this I want to do something else like how can we change this I'm so miserable I don't want to do this and so we did homeschooling from like the ages of 15 to 17 and then I sort of went to college for performing arts but I didn't really you know fit in there either and so I I mean, for me, school, it was always very much like I didn't feel academically encouraged by the teachers, but I didn't really feel like I fit in with the other kids. And so, you know, my mom always kind of like let me sort of be the kid that I wanted to be and was very much, you know, just like she she was easy on me in that respect, which I think is good because I think, you know, you don't know what pushing a kid, sometimes pushing a kid too far in a direction they don't want to go is not good either. So I think, you know, for me, like it was very much like Space and K was my school that I didn't, that it was like my second chance at school and that school was makeup school. You know, it gave me the opportunity to really learn how to put makeup on people from all different age groups, all different ethnic backgrounds in sort of interesting scenarios. Somebody might come in and, you know, I remember one time in Space and K, like all these different actors that lived in Notting Hill, their wives would come because they were going to the premiere with their famous husband, like Mark Strong once his wife came in and I did her makeup. And then there's this woman now that's on Game of Thrones and I used to do her makeup before she was even famous. This lovely uh, Scottish woman called Michelle, I think her name was. It's just so mad how this place that Space and K, this retail environment where I would essentially just sell product became like such an amazing sort of life school and makeup school for me just to how to deal with people, how to 
how to do makeup on people, how to communicate with people. I didn't know that you were homeschooled for a couple of years. Yeah, I didn't really, it didn't really, it wasn't really a consistent, it was, it was a, it was something we tried to do. And then I sort of just fell under the radar a little bit in the sense of, in the, in the academic sense, I think. um, But I mean, again, like it hasn't, it's funny when I talk about my school stuff, I used to be a little embarrassed and a little ashamed of not being able to finish any of that stuff, whether it be just myself and my sort of own personal drive of not being able to see it through or you know, whether or not I feel like the sort of the academic system sort of failed me because I felt like a lot of the other kids, you know, if they were gifted naturally, they would get all this encouragement from the teachers. But then the kids that didn't have that natural ability just kind of like fell behind and then you'd fall behind even more. But now I see it actually as a gift because who knows what career I would have gone into. I might have gone into something in a totally different category that I actually would have hated just because I graduated school and I had the qualification to do to do something in in a paper pushing kind of job, I guess. It's, it seems like things kind of worked out for you. In yeah, the end. it did. Yeah. So okay, so you find yourself. You kind of you find your your niche. You find your groove. You have this real like second education yeah. at Space NK. Yeah. But you know, I feel like I'm just kind of hitting certain bullet points in your career for the sake of time. But you know, please let let me know if I'm missing something massive. No. You ended up working with a company called Butter London. Yeah pretty early in your career and that's when I met you and you were you were doing nails yes so you really leaned into like your original area of expertise totally. so how was that for you uh, that was great actually I mean it it was an interesting opportunity that was actually strangely this is such a full circle crazy story but I remember I was at Space and K working part-time assisting makeup artists at the same time but I was also doing nails in London on jobs. Like it was very much like I was kind of just doing a few different things until, I, you know, I kind of was able to be exclusive in one thing. I remember. Yeah. It was like until whatever it, hit, like until, yeah, yeah, like you were kind exactly. of like uh, trying, trying your yeah. options out. I mean, I knew okay. nails wasn't something that I wanted to do for forever. I knew makeup was where I wanted to go, but I was, nails was paying my bills more because I was so expert. Mm. I was an expert in that space. So, you know, Space and K was like my job that I did for the experience and for the cash in my pocket and for the money in my pocket. But nails was something that I could do and get a really big job with a really good rate because I knew what to do. So it was like, you know, they two kind of like played off of one another a little bit. But basically, one day when I was assisting, I assisted Alex Box for a show in London. And there was a girl backstage who I actually used to do nails for in Southport, in my hometown, this girl called Tara Blackwell. Oh, wow. And she was like, oh my God, Katie, what the hell? What are you doing here? Neither of us realized we lived in London. She was doing PR for uh, Illamasqua at the time. And Illamasqua was obviously the brand that Alex Box was affiliated with. And she was like, oh yeah, let's get, you know, let's get together. Let's get coffee or whatever. And cut to like, you know, a while later, she then started working at, she was working at Purple PR. She repped Bottle London. She was like, you do nails. Bottle London need a new nail tech because there, there was, you know, all of a sudden a space sort of in that in that role for Fashion Week stuff. So I kind of slipped into that as a, almost as a, almost as a back, almost like a bit of a last, last minute type of thing. And essentially one thing led to another and then I became their ambassador for like four or five years. But it became, it worked and made mm-hmm. so much sense because they were actually creating makeup products. And so because yeah. I was a nail tech that wanted to get into makeup, they were a nail brand that also wanted to get into makeup. It was that perfect kind of like, we both wanted to go the same thing. We both wanted to go that same route. We both wanted to do that same. What a match. Crazy. Also, yeah. And match made by somebody that I knew from when I was 16 in my hometown. That's nails I used to do. It's mad. It's so freaky to think about like how everything worked. And then I worked with them for about four or five years and um, it was, it, yeah, it was cool. It taught me some cool places and gave me some cool experiences. So then when did you, 
like when did the Katie Jane Hughes like makeup artist 2.0 start to reveal itself? You broke away from Butter London and re- was that because you were like, okay, I can't, I need to kind of become my own artist. I want to start working with other brands or I have something to say. <laughs> like what, why, why was, did you go out on your own? It full, full disclosure, my, my position was released and it couldn't have been a sweet, it was, it was a, it was like a rough pill to swallow because I was living in New York and I was on salary for this company. I had this security of health insurance and a salary. And then all of a sudden that role was no more. And even though I kind of was ready for that role to be no more, I wasn't, I was scared and I was scared to sort of do it on my own, I guess. And there's a comfort level, you know, to having a salary and having that health insurance. And, you know, when I I loved the job, I loved the people, but it was sort of coming to a point where, you know, it didn't feel as sort of natural and as organic as it once did as, you know, sort of other people's roles changed in the brand. And it just started to feel a bit like, well, maybe this isn't my home anymore. And that's totally okay because everything should have a shelf life in a way because otherwise you don't grow. And so then when I sort of moved on from there, Instagram, Instagram happened. So so Instagram became your new, not exactly employer, but your new, that's where Katie Jane used like 2.0 was born. And totally. Why do you why do you think that was really, you know, the game changer for you? Like why do you think you were so successful on Instagram? Because that's where really a lot of people discovered you. They didn't discover you through your previous employer. Totally. I think when I moved on and did my own thing and Instagram was essentially like my space to play and be as creative as I wanted to be, I just, it was like I was, it was a bit, for lack of a better term, like it was like I was a, I just, what am I trying to say? It was just like I'd had this, like, I'd just been let, let go to sort of fly whichever direction I wanted to fly and talk about whatever products I wanted to talk about and post whatever kind of content I wanted to talk about. Not that I couldn't before. It was just that anything branded, anything around, you know, working with a brand, you're pretty much exclusive to that brand when you're on salary with them. And so, you know, there's a, there's a certain level of, and not to say I would never do that again, but because you just never know what, what what's around the corner. But I do believe that we all have many, many products in our makeup bag versus just one brand. So it's, you know, I think having that little bit of sort of creative freedom from being on my own again was like such a, I think it showed on social that I was just so excited about makeup and so excited to play and be creative. And, you know, I think what happened really was had this like incredible opportunity to create my own editorial lifestyle online in whatever way I wanted it to be. And I did, I just posted close up eye makeup shots, makeup shots, like makeup looks that I wanted to create in a editorial world, but yet maybe I wasn't sort of necessarily given the opportunity at the time because I wasn't really that well known in New York at the time. So it was, for me, it was very much, you know, treated Instagram as my own Vogue magazine that was just about me or my or my work or law magazine or whatever I want to want to call it you know that it was my own editorial got to got to show the world what I wanted to show them and what like what, did you feel like any inhibition about showing your because there's a difference between showing looks and showing yourself and I think you've kind of done a bit of both and I think you've leaned in at times more towards yourself and more towards looks. And that's what yeah. that's what I think is interesting about you on Instagram. Do you mean like because I'm a makeup artist and makeup artists typically didn't used to do looks on themselves on social, they would show off more like looks from yeah. the set? Yeah. I mean, that definitely came up many times. Yeah, I think what's interesting times. is like you show yourself. 
Well, I think what I, what I, you know, obviously back in the, at the time when I was sort of, you know, back on my own again in 2016 or 2015, I can't remember when it was, I didn't really have anybody else to play on with makeup but myself. So I was just like, okay, we're going to do this. Because I hadn't really been here that long. I'd been in New York maybe a year and a half at that point, two years. And I'd made friends and stuff, but it, you know, it's just my face is there for me to use at my disposal whenever I want it. So I was like, okay, great. And also, I'm not like you know, I I like I like to put makeup on. I like to be creative with makeup. So for me, it was like, well, it was a bit of a no brainer. And also, I'm not a supermodel. I'm not an actress. So for me to be able to relay a look that I would do on one of these people in that space, but on yeah. somebody that would just you know, just a you know that's not in that category, I think gave other people that wear makeup and like to be creative with makeup the sort of approval to do that on themselves too. And I think that that's kind of where it's what what helped people almost that, you know, followed me back in the early days, like really try new things and try a blue eyeliner and try a bright orange lipstick because they saw it on somebody that might have, that they might have been able to, you know, assimilate to. Right, right. It's not like on some frozen model who's not talking. Yeah, right, right. It's on a, yeah, it's on a person with, you know, overplucked eyebrows and like, you know, want crooked teeth. Like it's not, it was very much, I think, something that people could relate to in a way. So, yeah, I mean, you definitely broke, you know, certain barriers and conventions and you came at the beauty industry, not came at it, but like you approached the beauty industry kind of through a little bit of a side door, you know, like you were a nail totally. artist. Yeah. You, you were, you know, who broke into the beauty industry and achieved like a lot of success. Yeah. You, you came at the beauty industry through um, Instagram, which yeah. is a, you know, at that time unconventional, totally. <laughs> maybe not in 2022. What was the feedback that you got from the industry? You know, there was definitely times where I kind of met with agencies and they were like, oh, just stick to nails. You'll be trying for another 10 years to make it in New York as a makeup artist. It's so oversaturated. There's not enough nail artists. Hmm. And then on the flip side, there would be instances where, you know, sort of I'd lose out on jobs sometimes because maybe they'd be like, oh, we kind of wanted to see more makeup of her doing makeup on other people versus on herself, or at least not really understanding what that meant at the time. You know, they might have just sort of been able, not been able to see it for what it was, which was just a mood board of makeup looks. And sorry, who's saying this? Katie, who's saying this? Is, are these like agents or are these like brand founders? Like who is, who's saying this? Or like no, randos t- on, on like Instagram? <laughs> no, this was definitely like agents and then almost like kind of okay. it, stylists often would see my Instagram on set and be like, is that you? Like, is that your, like, do you, do you, is that you? Like, do you show that to like clients? Or like, do you show photographers that that's your work? And I'm, I'd be like, well, no, because of this reaction, because of this energy that you're giving me right now. At the time, I actually had another Instagram account where I would post my work, but <laughs> a time came where I was just like, I don't give a, f- I don't, a time came where I don't give a fuck. I'm just like, I have, you know, and, and, and there was almost this weird, you know, crossroads at a oh certain point in the career where the people that would used to judge what I, they used that, and let me go back, let me go backwards. Yeah. There came a crossroads in which, I noticed a shift in how I was yeah. treated by makeup artists yeah. that didn't post on themselves versus now are being encouraged to post content using their own faces. And then what was that shift? That shift was a literal, like me not really having that much 
you know, genuine feedback with a person to then that person in my DM being like, hey, I love your work. Can I ask you some advice about how to shoot content? And I'm always going to give it. Oh my God. I'm always going to give it because I'm always very, I'm, you know, I've always been just like, yeah, like more, yeah, of course. Like this is what I do, totally. And there was some instances too, which were quite funny that was like that would happen and then that person would sort of just go away after a while. And I'm like, okay, so that you just really wanted something from me, but it wasn't ever genuine. But I don't, I don't really care. It's just funny that that's how sometimes some people operate. Wait, Katie, I cut you off because I was so interested in what you were saying. You were like, so there's, you know, some people were like, oh, is that you? Blah, blah. And then you're like, but then, oh, you said there was a shift. And you're like, and then the reverse. Sorry. Do you remember what you were saying or no? The sort of, the energy shifted from the judgmental tone of, and again, like I should say, the judgmental tone sometimes was coming from people that are very much like, oh, this is industry and you're a makeup artist and like, you know, versus seeing me as an influencer or whatever. Like, it, obviously, it's not so like one, it's it's much more multifaceted. But essentially, the shift that I mean or the sort of change that happened was like that change in energy that I felt from other creatives in the space wanting to sort of be able to leverage information from me, which I'm always going to give it because I've got, I, I'm happy to, like, there's more, there's enough work for all of us to go around. We're all different. We all have different perspective, but it's just funny how you can be sort of made to feel like a little bit less, a little bit like not qualified by some people, but then all of a sudden they're like screaming your praises because they kind of want to slot into that space with you as well and trying to sort of get in there with you, which I think that's why you always just have to roll with the roll with the curve and go with the curve and just sort of, you know, evolve with the way an industry evolves a little bit. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Honey Love. 
Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Hyacera is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Love that. I think that's great advice. So let's talk about these looks that were like, you know, if I could keep referencing all the looks, the looks, but let's actually talk about the work that you're doing. So do you feel that you have like an aesthetic? Like, is there like a, that's so Katie Jane or is it like anything goes? Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely an anything goes. I used to, and I think one thing we didn't discuss yet and how I think I grew so fast on Instagram back when I did was like very much what I was sharing on Instagram was fresh, dewy, balmy, gorgeous, wet, luminous skin, but with like cool, creative Mm -hmm. pops of color. Because at the time in 2014, 15, that isn't really what we were seeing that much of. We were seeing much more of that sort of Instagram kind of look. And I think that that really helped me sort of have a bit of a different perspective and almost, you know, also 
encourage other makeup artists to try that same that that same thing because it's what we'd learned on set. Like if I went to a job and put on a full face of foundation on someone's face, I'd get told to go take it off. I could see too much foundation. And there was definitely a, a type of person online that would not like that. But again, that's fine. There's there's a, there's no right or wrong. Everybody likes different things for different reasons. But that is definitely sort of I think the thing that set me apart back when I started doing Instagram outside of the Bottle London thing. And then I think my aesthetic still rings true to that today. I think I probably, you know, I'm a little bit more glam in the complexion now just because I kind of enjoy that for myself personally. But I definitely still think I'm very soft and effortless with the skin, but creative pops of color and cool textures. Like I love to throw like a shimmery eyeshadow on the lip to kind of change that lip texture from being matte to matte with a frost because it's done a certain kind of way. It can actually look so sexy in 70s or 80s and expensive and elegant versus cheesy and crap, <laughs> for lack of a better word. I love that. Who are some of your makeup heroes? My makeup hero, definitely my mom. My mom is number one, just like the way that she's been so true to her makeup identity for her whole life. Red lip, black lashes, loads of bronzer, like literally could she if she was the product developer for the for a mascara she would develop the best mascara ever made because she's so fussy my mom mascara does she use she used to use collection calorie three two thousand from l'oreal back in the day like that old school one and now she she kind of flits between and they change but she's she her lashes have not gotten very good in her old age they've definitely gone a little bit thinner so now she's even more picky than before there's a new one actually coming out soon that is under embargo, but I'm gonna get I'm getting it for her to try, and I want to record it and see what she mm-hmm. thinks of it. But I think my mom for sure. I would say people, people whose makeup I love, like honestly, other creatives. I find I'm, I, I'm sorry. Let me go back. I think my the people that inspire me so much in the beauty space are definitely other creatives. Like I love Celine, the makeup artist from Amsterdam, with shaved head. I love her so much. I love what she does. I love my friend Andrea Ali. A lot of people in the same space as me I'm very much inspired by, but also my clients and especially my clients that push me and the clients that, you know, sort of will be like, oh, can we just change this? Or, oh, can we change that? Because I think what you, when you're doing somebody else's face, you you just do what you think is what's the right thing because of what you know. But I like that little bit sometimes of pushback because it gives you an opportunity to see it from a different perspective. Like the first time I ever did Rosie's makeup, Rosie Huntington Whiteley's makeup, she was like, cool, can we do more blush? And at the time, when I go back to the time that I worked with her for the first time ever, I wasn't using blush in any of my makeup looks on myself at all. And I was so pale and like no contrast from blush at all and then I kind of remember thinking wow that actually looks really good and Rosie fully like made me fall in love with blush because of how she was like yeah I want a bit of blush and then it all changed and then with Haley a couple months ago she's like oh can we take the complexion down just on the cheeks a little bit I want my skin to really show through and I was like well yeah of course your skin's amazing why would I you know and it's just natural habit sometimes you just do you do what you know that you're doing and sometimes it's good to have that you know and I'm inspired by that in a weird way because I feel like everything's been done and so much to be inspired by that it's almost a bit overwhelming. I'm more inspired by sort of those things and how people like to wear their makeup as a person versus mm-hmm. what's a trend. What part of your career do you want to develop more? I definitely want to develop, weirdly, my personal brand in a sense because I feel like as I grow through my life on Instagram and my world and in social, I 
I get the most enjoyment from sharing like bits of my family and bits of my private life. And then like little random things about my health and wellness. Like I have Hashimoto's. And when I share about that, people are like, oh my God, you do? How do you eat from Hashimoto's? What do you share? And all the while makeup is never going to be something that leaves my account or the space that I'm in on social. But I do think like as a, as a person on Instagram that, you know, has a following, I think it's important to for me, it's important for me to show a very, very real side of that because makeup is a mask in a way. It's not, but it is. It's like this thing that you put on that's like changing the way you look. And I think the flip side of that or the extreme side of that would be showing the most real version of you that you can. And for me, like I talk a lot about fertility stuff and IVF and I just did a laparoscopy and discovered that I had endometriosis and fibroids, which I didn't even know that I had, which was really cool to to learn. You know, and I think that kind of thing for me is stuff that I really enjoy sharing about because it actually weirdly helps me too. Like it, anxiety is something I talk about. When I talk about my anxiety, sometimes it's heavy when I talk about it for myself because then people share their stories with me, which then can like, I'm an empath, so it can like, you know, load onto me too. But generally, I think the more that we can just be real with one another online and be genuine with one another online, the better. So I think personal brand, but as well as creating a brand is something that is coming. And that's definitely in the pipeline. So we're going to talk about that in a second, but I just, I want to go back to something you said, um, not to leave people on a cliffhanger, but um, you're talking about sharing like, you know, really intimate parts of yourself. Was that hard Mm -hmm. for you to warm up to or no? Because I think, you know, not that's, really. That's not for everyone. No, totally. And it shouldn't be for everyone. I think, you know, it's one of those things that Instagram is one of those places where I learned so much in so many ways. Like even from how somebody talks to me in a message and how I reply to them, I learned something about myself in that moment because somebody will say, hey, how's the IVF journey? And I'm like, ha, huh. I don't mind the are you pregnant question, but I do understand why it could be triggering for someone. And I like to share that with someone. So yeah. in ways that like, you know, I'd never clap back at somebody or be sort of snappy with someone about something that could be triggering. I'll more sort of turn it into a teachable moment and be like, hey, the IVF journey is kind of like, you know, it's not a bit of a standstill right now because we're traveling. But I just want to say like, obviously, maybe be, be aware that this could be a triggering question because who knows what I'm what stage I'm at or maybe something just happened that I didn't want to happen. And so I think, it, I think it's an interesting one. But I think for me, the hardest part of sharing on social is honestly figuring out the way to articulate what it is that I'm trying to say in a small amount of information. And I think that's a reason... That's that's where my insecurity sort of falls into place from school because I don't feel like I, sometimes I feel like I don't communicate as effectively as I could, but just based on like, I'm like, wait, what does that word mean? I'm like, wait, is that the right word for that? Oh, is that the, you know, is that word triggering or is that word the right descriptor of that thing? So for me, like, I don't find, mm. I'm very an open book in the sense, but I am very also, I will tell somebody like, actually, I'm not really comfortable talking about that right now, but like when I'm ready, I'll tell you. And I'll also, I'll also preface it when I'm sharing it in stories. I'll be like, so I had a transfer of an embryo. It failed. But please, nobody tell me that you're sorry because I'm not sorry. It happened and it's okay. Yeah. Like I, the sorry would have made it heavier. So it's almost like if you set it up for yourself how you yeah. need people to respond to it, then it's a safer space. But it's a do complex. Do you reply to everyone who writes to you? I do. Most people, yeah. I mean, it, people that are especially like already in past the sort of, you know, approvals thing, the, the, the you know, the, the request section, I, I, I oh, yeah, check yeah. my DMs multiple times a day and it's very much a conversational place. I get messages sometimes. It's really sweet of people saying, oh my God, I've been following you for like eight years and you still reply to me. This is so nice. And like back when you had 10,000 followers and I mean, yeah, like 
If, I, if it wasn't for the community, then there wouldn't be an Instagram. If it wasn't for the community, then I wouldn't have anybody to share stuff with. So it's a huge part of it for me. Well, you have such a big community and have developed, you know, such a major profile that now you have a line coming out, which you are very excited about. What can you tell us? I can tell you it's one product, but kind of more oh. than one. It's one product, but it's three SKUs within that product. That's more than I've shared so far. But it's it's like a, it's a kit. So it's a kit in the complexion category. Three SKUs. It's a, it's, it's a kit. Okay. One product, three SKUs. Yeah. It's like one product, three SKUs. <laughs> What's in one the, product, in the highlighter. three SKUs? I know it really is. Okay. Yeah. So one product, three SKUs within the highlight glow category. And I, you know, the basis of this brand is that I want to be able to educate, deeply educate how to use something. And the question that I get the most is just the most like basic things. Like, how do I put mascara on? I'm like, wait, what? And I'm like, huh? And I, <laughs> and I know people don't need to just know how to put mascara on. They genuinely just want to be like, okay, well, how do I put mascara on to get like the lift? How do I put mascara on to, you know, to wear with a winged eyeliner? How do I put mascara on the bottom lashes without getting it on my skin? How do I put mascara on and it not transfer through the day? There's so many makeup questions that encourage my desire to create a product to serve that need, if that makes okay, sense. Okay, so we're going to get like a Katie Jane Hughes tutorial with your line. Oh, definitely, definitely. There'll be a QR code. Okay. Oh, Amazing. Brands definitely educate, but I think a lot of brands like educate in a way that's like, here, slide on this eyeshadow and then just blend it with your ring finger and then you're done. But I think people want more than that. So am I going to be able to get the Katie Jane Hughes glow? Sure. I'll get you early. I'll get you early and, you know. I I don't need it early. I just want to be able to, I need to understand. What do you mean? Is this kit going to be able to help me understand how to get the glow? Oh, I mean, it's not, well, essentially you're not really buying a kit. You're buying the education and the kit is a byproduct of the education. Okay. Now you're, you're dropping too many clues and I feel like you're probably not going to say anymore. No, I mean, I, there's not, I mean, the thing is though, I'm also one of those people like, you know, everybody's going to do something slightly different and it's fine. And I, I also will put, I'll also hold my hand up and be like, the thing that I'm creating hasn't not been done before. It's just not necessarily been done in this format before and delivered to you in this okay. kind of way before. So... When are we going to be able to get it delivered? What month? Ho- hopefully June 2023. There's so many supply chain things. Oh my God, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a okay. crazy space. Until the kit comes out, can you tell us, give us some tips for getting the glow with like what we have? Exfoliate. How do we get that dewy glow? Exfoliate, but don't over exfoliate. Okay. How often? Use, use a, f- uh, I'd say if you don't exfoliate once or twice a week, if you do exfoliate already, maybe like as you know your own skin best so however much you feel like you need it but I think okay. exfoliating with some sort of acid like the Ren toner the Ren Ready Steady Glow toner or like a, the Alpha H liquid gold type stuff like anything like that mm-hmm. just to slab off that dead skin and I always pay extra attention to the higher points of the face with whatever acid I'm using because it's those areas that I feel like it's those areas that don't actually need as much sort of sloughing away of the product of the dead skin but it's those areas that I actually think react very well in a shiny sense to those products. Like if I take a cotton mm. round with a little bit of Ren sort of acid toner on it and just like have a little gentle buff of the cheekbone, that cheekbone literally is glowing. And there's like a light bulb inside <laughs> of my face. And it's not because I've like ripped the skin off my face. It's because literally it's so squeaky clean that it shines. Okay. Okay. So now you've just hit on the skincare, but what about product? As far as like a topical, put something on it to make it glow. Yeah. 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 Like, like cosmetics. 
Yep. I love my favorite highlighters. I really, really love the rose ink ones. They're really, really nice. The new ones, they're great. And they come in multiple shades. I don't know. What is my favorite highlighter? I love, I'm, I, what I'm going to say is going to break hearts because nobody's going to be able to get this, but Becca Shimmering Skin Perfector. There was nothing like it. R.I.P. eBay, eBay. Oh my God. eBay. Make sure it's real. The close second to Shimmering Skin Perfector, if you are looking for the bottle liquid version, is the Cryolin version. Cryolin basically make a very similar one and it's gorgeous. Okay. What about foundation? I'm a concealer person or through concealer. and through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I Concealer for me is foundation, foundations, concealer. I consider them very much the same thing. They're just marketed differently, I guess. I am a diehard Glossier stretch concealer person through and through. Like I will never not use that product. I can't explain it, but every time I put that on someone's face on a photo shoot, the photographer is like, whoa, their skin looks amazing. Because it just reflects and it just bounces the light away, but it covers, but it doesn't cover too much and it still looks like skin. I like and it's then, very like, thin, but yeah, so it's, thin. it's not a ton of coverage. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, it's, really it's not. It, it it's it's very it's dewy, it's juicy, it's thin, it's thick in the sense of that it's a pasty cream, but it shears down and becomes just like a glistening gloss. The one that would sort of I would supplement with that would be like a Nars soft matte concealer. However, I hear that the REM Beauty by Ariana Grande new concealer is a literal hybrid of those two in one pot. So I'm very excited about that. Oh wow. I gotta get some yeah. more of that Glossier concealer. I haven't you haven't used that in it's years. So it's good. so good. Right. Just gotta put it on with a brush yeah. everywhere. Don't it's not an under eye concealer. That's the thing a misconception of that product. It's not an under eye concealer, and you're not gonna get coverage from it. Take it with a fluffy brush, like my number eight from the green kit, and then just like whip it everywhere, just gently thinly, and then just shear it down in areas where you don't Wait, want it. Wait, take much. you would put it under the eyes or you wouldn't? You're like you're like, it's not an under eye concealer. You you can put it under the eyes, but if someone's naturally a little bit more dewy in their skin and get a little bit oily through the day. That concealer is going to get very, is going to move even more because of the natural skin or if it's over a face cream. Like if I use it under my eyes, I use the tiniest amount, like what's left in the brush from doing my cheeks, for example, or my chin. And then I might put something matte over the top, but I will always set it under my eyes. But it couldn't, it can Yeah, it doesn't really give you a lot of power. No, but that's what I love about it though, because it's, it's skin, it's, it's like a tinted moisturizer. That is not, I wouldn't actually... If they ever asked me for advice on remarketing that product completely, I would say you need to remarket it and call it a tinted moisturizer in a pot because that's what it is. Yeah, it doesn't, but but then you need something. Yeah, I think that's why I wasn't completely in love with it for underneath the eyes because it's right. like, it doesn't really do anything. Right. You need something like more like, I don't know how you feel about this product, but like Laura Mercier underneath the eyes, like something with like a little more spackle. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, just yeah, like, a, the the, one in the, like a secret camouflage. I mean, I love that product. It's, it's great. The colors are great for like color correcting and so on and so forth. But for me, just like I love a tiny bit of full coverage concealer under my eye, just over a touch of moisturizer. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I think it's sometimes yeah. easy just to go for something full coverage and use less of it then. Agree. Agree. Let's go, uh, maybe just a couple more products because I know people are going to want to know. What, what category? Maybe a favorite colorful eyeliner right now. Let's do colorful eyeliner and mascara. My favorite mascara, I really 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 love Ami Cole um my friend Jada that used to work at Glossier oh. she her uh-huh. mascara is unbelievable it's in a bright orange tube you can't miss it it's so good that's my favorite mascara just gives you like what you need quickly easy to remove because I also hate mascaras that are so good that they're hard to get off favorite eyeliner I love honestly I love just a good pencil like those new Glossier number one pencils are great just if you want a little pop of color okay. a lot of fun and let's, what is you? And let's let's do lips. Let's do lips. I would say. What are you loving right now? For me, 
right now I'm loving the new Dior ones. The new Dior ones are amazing. They're like 16 hour wear. They're unbelievable. It's the most matte format that you can get in a bullet that I've found. It's called Dior Rouge Forever Rouge. But I honestly love the, what am I carrying with me this time? I really love pencils for the lips. Have you heard of Era Perez? E-R-E-P-R-E-Z-P-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E-R-E
Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.